For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hello, everyone. I know you've been waiting for a very long time to be involved with all of the amazing things that we're doing at Rare Drop, and now is the time. We are introducing the Rare Drop Patreon, so if you've ever wanted to get involved with experimental content or being at any of our podcasts early to listen in, well, all of that is available in the new Rare Drop Patreon. Check it out. Welcome to uh, episode 35 of Star Wars Discussion about a bunch of hyperspace. Kevin, why did you mumble that? I'm practicing to be an auctioneer. No. <laughs> stick why to your not? day job. Yeah, stick to your day job. What if I want to be an auctioneer and that's like my true dream, not the CEO of a new media company? Hmm? hmm? Um, okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to cross that hurdle when we get there. It's officially Q uh, Q&A night, so if you want to ask us questions on Twitch, just use the questions command. If you're on Facebook, it should be the pinned comment, but let me double check before I open my mouth. I'm sure... Nope! Paul did it! Yay! Everyone say yay, Paul! Hooray, Paul! Paul is wonderful. Hooray! Uh, so it's a pinned comment on uh, Facebook, questions command on Twitch. And if you're on any of the other places where this is, you got to go to those two places to get that link. Or you could go to go.raredrop.co slash questions. Questions. Super simple. Before we start the show, we're going to tell you over to kingscoastcoffee.com. Uh, we ran out of heartbreak, so f*** you. Yeah. But- yeah, no, that was really cool. So so I was streaming, and we were talking about King's Coast, and someone was like, oh, there's like 85 bags left. And I was like, Chad, it'd be really cool if we sold out on that. And we just, like, in five minutes, it was all gone. Your chat, man. It was dope. It was actually really fun. They were really proud of themselves. They are like, give us more coffee to sell out on. I'm like, no, hold on, wait. Hold on, don't do it. They they celebrate us so much and want to see you naked. It's impressive. One day, yes. chat. One day. No. Oh, Paul didn't finish that SOW. That's why he's sulking. It's okay, Paul. We'll finish it tomorrow morning. I'll hold them off for you for one more day. CEO. Actually, it's just CEO. I don't know. Welcome to episode 35 of Star Wars Scotch. Tim, I have a completely un-Star Wars question to ask you to start okay. the show tonight. Because it's oh. going to be a little bit loose and free tonight. So we can go a little Loosey-goosey. off topic. Loosey-goosey. Yeah. Just, you know, just ease into it. Uh, okay. What did you think of... 
the Snyder Cut trailer? Um, Justice it, League. I have already seen Justice League and I hated it. And watching that trailer made me want to watch it again. My thing with Justice League was I don't hate the characters. I think Ben no. Affleck is the weakest of the bunch. Yes. But I don't hate any of the people playing the roles that they play. I think it was a disjointed, no. poorly put together mess with a terrible villain. Oh, 100%. They, um, the entire, like, how they build up everybody to get to that point, they tried to emulate Marvel. Mm hmm. And it was poorly executed. It was disjointed. It just didn't feel cohesive at all. Um, you didn't even, like, some, some of the stories weren't even told, like, well or complete to, like, get to that point. Like, every, Every Avenger in the Marvel Cinematic Universe had a, had a, a good movie and a, and a really well back a really well developed backstory. In mm -hmm. in all of the in all of the the DC sh uh, movies, they really don't give them a good history. They don't really build up their character, and they don't give you any level of attachment. Like, how am I supposed to feel for any of these characters when I don't know anything about them, uh, or to as to like how we got to this point? It's funny because so, they they almost. Are like well, they know who they are, so we'll just yeah, roll with it. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. Is like for me, it's like I only know the DC universe from growing up and watching the cartoons. Like I watched, I grew up watching Justice League. I grew up watching Batman the animated series. I watched Superman. I watched, saw the crossovers and stuff that they did. But like, that's the only that's the only way that I know DC because I'm not in, I'm not really vested into into that into that universe. So yeah, yeah, no, Ooh. no, I. Uh... I haven't liked a DC movie. Well, no, let me rephrase. I like Wonder Woman a lot. I still haven't even seen Aquaman. I'm going to watch I heard, it the next oh, I actually, I, so, so I really enjoyed Aquaman. I thought that was a really well done movie. I just, I have a big man crush on Jason Momoa. So, uh, Same. that, yeah, like, I mean, like, he's just, he's just freaking hot and like, it makes me wish that I was of like, I wish that I was of his, his gene pool. Cause holy crap, that man is just gorgeous. Yep. Um, yeah, and so like I actually really enjoyed his his movie. I thought it was well done. The first Wonder Woman I actually thought was decent until the very end, um, but apparently 1984 just kind of just poops the bed. So I didn't that's make it. That's unfortunate. We uh, we never because Danielle hadn't seen Wonder Woman one, so we had to go back and watch that. And then by the time yeah. we were ready to watch 84, it was taken off already. So we're gonna, Oof. you know. We'll go back and watch it another time. But, uh, yeah, no, I just wanted your two cents. Um, I, I, it, look, it feels like they're going to play more into the dark Superman more, which I'm pretty excited about because, like, that was a really cool story arc in the in the cartoon. Looks so. like they're also going to expand on the Nightmare because that's where the Joker is. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Uh, I'm a huge fan, just for the record. This is the super unpopular opinion. I'm a huge fan of Jared Leto being the Joker. I think I he just... got a poor costume job in the last movie, and he's only that's in it fair. for three minutes. Yeah. So... I think he deserves a shot to actually play the Joker, sure. Uh, because the method acting, it's, uh, acting, he apparently like twenty something minutes of footage is cut from Suicide Squad that he's in. Um, so I DC's been mis grossly mishandled, but maybe this will give it some I semblance. Will, of I've life been back. saying for a while is that it would be really cool if Marvel Entertainment could come in and just make the DC movies. I want Disney just to do a, do a whole other like do a phase three of Marvel and just start from the beginning and just go go at it. I want Disney to come in and do the the uh, by DC and then they can open up the multiverse even more. Which would be wild. And it's happened before. Yes, yes. We talked about that. Uh, I think it was on maybe the Jam or something, where there is a DC amalgam. There's a it's DC called, and amalgam Marvel. comics. They they mash them up. Might have been on stream that I was talking about it, but amalgam comics is the name of the mashups. Mm. Uh, and I had them as a kid. 
Um, oh no, wait. So no, there are mashups where they amalgam is where the worlds actually combine into one. Oh no, this is where they just like kind of like yeah. cross. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We're talking about two different things. Amalgam is like Wolverine and Batman as one character, Superman and yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen those before. They're very cool. Um, see, like I haven't seen Shazam and Birds of Prey, but now that I have HBO Max, I have no excuse. Shazam was actually really good too. I really liked Shazam a lot. I um. um it was like that was definitely one of the better DC movies. I agree. It's actually so good that I forgot it was a DC movie. I'm gonna go back and and watch. Uh, I've seen a lot of the animated Batman movies. Um, yeah. Some of the darker ones, I own a bunch of them, like Red Hood and stuff like that. But I want to go back and watch some of the other ones, like the Superman one, because I've heard nothing mm -hmm. but good things about the animated DC universe. I don't know, completely yeah. off topic. I just I was curious. I hadn't talked to uh, about it with Tim yet, so I wanted to see what he thought and figured we could, you know talk about some other stuff for the for the for the time being but um on to star wars stuff uh there wasn't much news uh obviously we all know that um uh what's her face gina carano was fired we know why we're not going to go into the details because i don't feel like having that conversation on stream uh no. re regardless uh we need to move forward to star wars she's obviously not going to be in season three of the mandalorian uh in uh rangers of the new republic from what i've heard is probably dead uh, yeah, I've had a lot of people tweet at me and ask me, like, how do you think, like, how they're going to handle this transition? Do you think they're going to recast it? Do you think they're going to get rid of her? And I was like, Disney usually doesn't recast a character. Um, they end up killing them. So I assume she's going to go out in a blaze of glory. She might not even go out. They might just, like, she's... they're going to have to do, they'll, they'll have to do something. They, they, they'll have to close the loop of something where it'll, it'll even be like a mention. Like something will come across on comms like Din and and Bo will be doing something and he gets a transmission. I I think that's just like that's how they'll handle it. Oh well. But that's just that's just me. But oh well. Yeah, we'll see sure. what happens, but everything I'm hearing is Rangers of the New Republic is is a dead show now. Uh so that sucks cuz it's one less thing, but not everything makes it from from the cutting room floor to uh to the screen, so yeah. Is what it is. Plenty of other content coming. Um, I am about no spoiler conversation. Probably I have about six hours left of Into the Dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've just now started to get into the meats and potatoes of the book. Uh, I have. I am at the part where I can't say that. That's a spoiler. Um, they are making some decisions right now that will have effects there you go <laughs> that's, yeah I haven't, that's gotten, the there. I haven't gotten there yet haven't gotten there yet uh they're just now starting to figure out that stuff on the thing is not what it seems to be yeah um it's a great I think book I'm a little bit behind you it's a really good book i'm liking it as much as i did into the uh um light of the jedi but for different reasons i like it more than i like Light of the Jedi. I think I like Light of the Jedi story. just because of how it opened up so abruptly with death. That sounds weird when I say it out loud. Um, <laughs> I like man. There's no good way of wow, saying. I really love. I really love Galactic Genocide. Is what I'm really trying to say. You really um, are a fan of the Empire. <laughs> man, that sounded really edgy when I said it like that. Wow. Um, hold on. Let me. There's no good way to say it. I just they open like it's a it's it's uncanny like they open up and there's a lot of death and i just that tone setting for me i love dark star wars i love dark sci-fi um 
so for them so for a a star wars book to open up in the first the first five minutes is hey billions of people just died and you're like oh go on okay okay it's not like you know it's not just like fluffy happy star wars c vibe you know all right tim was it that boy tim knew he was of the dark um so there's some stuff in this book uh the place they go um so it starts out very lighthearted in this book but it takes a turn uh quick and then you go from that to completely uneasy and unsafe and you're it's, if it's you pay like attention a... to what they've announced, you know what's coming, but you don't know how yeah. it's coming, you don't know what it is, and you don't know where it's from. And that I is like actually whole, very suspenseful. Almost like haunted house kind of vibe. Yeah, that's, that's uh, No, without without like no, I'm just saying like it, it, it gives like the sto- the story the storytelling is like of almost like a ghost story, almost like this one. Like the tone is very different. Like the overall like writer's tone with this story is is very very different from light of the jedi and of course it's two different authors um but just like the overall just like this this look at the timeline is is very very different from the other look that we saw so i i think it's cool i like it i like it a lot i'm really enjoying this the this book there's something that's happening with the force too uh in this book that i find interesting i don't recall it anywhere else i'm sure somebody will be able to tell me once we can talk about it but it's it's the first time I can remember it happening uh, with the Force, and I'm I'm interested to talk with Chad about it in a few weeks. Probably another what two weeks? Do you think Tim will be ready to talk about it? Um, yeah, let's yeah let's get to the end of the month because I don't we, think we, the we, next we book is out till June now, if I recall. Um, yeah, well, well, the comics and stuff around now, so that kind of yeah they're like, on the third filler. They're on the third. Yeah, issue. why don't we? Um, yeah, why don't we just wait till the end of the month because we did we did the first book at the end of January, so. So oh, probably okay. March first will be the night we talk about. Uh, is that about a, this is that a Monday? Short month. Yeah, December. Yeah, it's a Monday. Yeah, February short. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks from today. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's it's my favorite content from the the uh, the High Republic so far. Uh, if you haven't read any of them, you really should get started and get into this this part of Star Wars because. It's all new ground. There's thing. It, it's so familiar yet so foreign at the same time, Very because much so. it's a world you know with things that you know, but new ships, new lightsabers, new characters, new ways to see the Force, new enemies. I mean, it's 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 really cool, and we're all getting to experience it at once. So, highly recommend getting in there and starting it. Start with Light of the Jedi. Um, there's the other book that Tim and I didn't really like, but it's only a four-hour oh. read if you really want to dive I really into should it. just I should really just suck it up and just deal with it. The comic is fantastic, by the way. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I love the comic. It's really good. Um, but it's it's just cool to see all of these new Jedi, and, and they each act so differently, uh, experience the Force differently, uh, different ways they use the Force, and then their yep. variety of weapons is, is pretty awesome, too. So... Good, st- good, very stuff. good, good. How was that? There wasn't much in the in the way of Star Wars news, so we're gonna jump. Yeah, it's kind of quiet. We're gonna jump right into the questions. Uh, let me make sure there was no Patreon questions too. While we ask the first question, which comes from Astronav, we've been asked this before, but we can tackle it again because I'll probably give you a different answer every time you ask me. Sure. What is your favorite scene in the movies and why? 
Oh man. Um favorite scene in the movies for me is probably is probably the final fight with Vader and Luke in episode 6. Yep. Um that is probably my favorite scene still after after all all of the Star Wars shows and movies and I, and I, there's 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 a couple there's a couple reasons why I like it so much. One it was it was always like the lightsaber fight that I love to like mimic as a kid with the toy lightsaber. Um and as I got older, I appreciated that more because it shows Luke's vulnerability. And how he just constantly set like thinks that he is strong enough, um, and you know he he can do it. He can defeat uh, the emperor and turn his father back to the the light side of the force. And it it was it's it's interesting to watch Luke just get chipped away like over time by the emperor and just how anyone is susceptible to to that. And uh, I just I. And, and then and then him fighting his dad and then and then his dad realizing it that um his son's gonna end up going down the same path as as him and he doesn't want that for him and it's it this like the whole paternal like uh, the, the dad always wants what's better for you know he wants his kid to have it better than he did and so like there's there's a lot of like little things that you can look at and then just kind of like peel away at and there's a lot of different things that that lucas did um so yeah it's probably my my favorite See, like set of s- sequences within any of the movies would be Luke in the throne room with with Vader and Palpatine. I still get chills when Luke says, "I I am a Jedi like my father." I'm a Jedi me. like my father before me. I always get chills every single time. He just um, throws his. Then you will. Die. I mean, I, I agree with Tim. I feel like that's the best Star Wars, the peak of Star Wars ever. But um, outside of that. Uh, I just watched it recently, so it's stuck in my head, uh, and I said it to Tim on Saturday, uh, was the the Ahsoka versus Vader on, on uh, Malachor from... Um, he loves that scene. From Rebels. It's just so powerful. So it powerful. It's very, it's very emotional. It, it definitely, again, it shows the human side of Vader. It shows that, that Annie is still there. Um, and it's this this struggle, this internal struggle of he's so angry and mad, but at the same time he's still very much so the character that you fell in love with, and that these people came to know as more than just an instructor or a friend. It was their brother or husband. Um, and the way his and, eye and, changes, yeah, and, and just voice like, yeah, there's, a, lo- there's a lot of things. And and for and for Ahsoka, like that was her brother. You know, like they fought. They went through so much together, and and they and they really do a good job of showing that in Clone Wars, and and you can see the pain in her, in like in her, and on, on Ahsoka, and you can see the pain in Annie's eyes. Um, yeah, if you yeah if you go back and watch that scene, you'll definitely get goosebumps. You might you might draw a tear. Close second behind that is is Maul and and Obi Wan the second time uh, on that one's Tatooine. really deep too because of what. Because of everything they put into it, it's 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 face value. If you don't really care about Star Wars and you're just watching it for story, it's like, oh, that was quick. But if you dig deep into it, you realize that he baited him with the same exact move that Qui Gon did uh, to lure him in, and just one strike—that's all it took to take him out. Because he, they had both planned that moment for so long, and Obi Wan played 4D chess there and and won. Uh, and then even the way he holds him and he says, is he the one that will save mm-hmm. us all? 
and he what does he say i believe he is or he uh, he is i can't remember exactly so, something like this yeah, so it worries in like he's just i i think he might be or something along those lines but like even even from malls like when you when you look at it from malls perspective like there's so much there's so much anguish and in it like in his face and he's just like it's almost like he's almost relieved Yes. Like this, this, this burden, this burden has been lifted from his shoulders. He can finally rest. And then there was the whole thing with Maul is that he could, he was so distraught and he was so upset at the, at the thought of losing to this person. This person humiliated me multiple times. Um, I just want it to be over. I can't let it go. And the only way to let it go is to die. And, and if right. anything, Obi-Wan saved Maul from himself. Yep. So, and, and Maul had been betrayed so many times before and uh, with, with Palpatine and with Dooku and, you know, it's just like he, he, he was a survivor. Um, yeah. Cause he, he wasn't, he wasn't a, a Sith anymore. He was just a dude who could use the force that was held by yeah, just a dark man. It was just a dark master at that point. So yeah, it was, uh, it was, those two are, are probably two of my, my favorites in recent memory. Um, I would say now. Like again, for me, it goes by show by show or whatever. Sure. But you know, Luke showing up now. I know Tim didn't love it as much as I did, but it's just kind of like part of the awesome now for me. Um, and Ahsoka showing up in Mandalorian. So, um, cool. Uh, let me thank uh, Pockets for twenty seven, J two for five, King or Cyclops for fifteen. Who's almost done with Into the Dark? Keep going. You're almost there. Paul with 16, who's paying himself apparently now. Sadakit with 15. <laughs> well, he's he's resubbing to his own yeah, channel. Thanks. So, you know, it's good. That's cool. Um, he just wants his own email. That's what he wants. Wherewood said, Tim, I know you've really been enjoying the Dr. Afro comics. Or books, not comics, right? Oh, like the Dr. Afro book. Yeah, I haven't done the Dr. Afro comic yet. If you could choose how you would want to see a Dr. Afro show uh, set up, would it, or. Or how would you would want to see Dr. Afro show up? Sorry, I read that wrong. Would it be a movie, a show, animated, or live? No. Oh, oh yeah. So for me, I think a Dr. Afra animated show in the theme of Indiana Jones would do really well. Um, I don't think Dr. I, like, I mean, Dr. Afra could be live action too, um, but I feel like her character and the things that's going on, it might be better off getting the Clone Wars or Rebels treatment. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I really like that art style. Um, it's lighthearted, but at the same time, you can do more. Um, and some of the stuff that's talked about in Afra's book, I feel like could be achieved easy, like a lot easier in doing it animated than it would be live action. Um, so yeah, I think a a, a Doctor Afra in the art style of Rebels or the last season of Clone Wars, because whatever they did to their engine and whatnot, just oh, Chef Kiss is just it looks it looks phenomenal. Um, so do, do the, uh, do it in the, in the last season of Clone Wars style or like in the Bad Batch and, uh, and then do it with, uh, like a Indiana Jones flavor. And I think you've got a really cool show because it's like, it's always cool to see like the theme, like a female hero in the Star Wars universe. There's more and more of them showing up, which I love. Uh, so I, I think, I think something like that would do really, really well. And she's a cool character. She's spunky. She's in it for herself. She reminds me a lot of like Han Solo. She's she's very she's a pirate. She just like she's in it for herself. She's always thinking about herself. She's got these cool. She's got these two droids that are like the inverse of C three PO and R two D two. 
which is phenomenal. It's like this this protocol droid that just wants to kill everything. And then think of like think of Cho- think of Chopper from from Rebels, but then give him like a flamethrower and and like a machine gun and a bunch of other like cr- like rocket launchers and stuff. That is what that thing that that astromech does. It's it's hilarious. Um, I would love to see a Doctor Aphra show. So show you would go animated show. I would go animated show for Doctor Aphra, hundred percent. Cool, I'm down. We know uh, so many people from Lucasfilm listen to this show, so. I mean, yeah, Kevin, didn't you know? So many. Um, thank you, Snooty and Scott. Ninja uh, said, imagine you two are in charge of the story post-episode nine. So collectively, Tim, we're in charge, okay? We're like we're in charge of any... We're like, wait, what are we, what are we in charge of? Uh, post-episode nine, we, me and you are in charge of we just the get story. To run, we just get to run the show. What does it look like? Is Ray involved or are Force Sensitives just learning on their own? Can we stop trying to remove Ray? Ray is a fantastic character. Just because she was poorly written ahead, sometimes Kevin. doesn't mean Ray needs to leave. Ray is a is a integral inspiration for kids like my old who's not a kid anymore, but like my oldest daughter who loves Ray. And I'm sure my youngest will will. And even my son loves Ray. So stop trying to take Ray out of Star Wars. Ray ain't going anywhere. Well, we probably won't see her for a decade or so, but she's a part of the Star Wars universe, which goes to the next question. Would you support the removal of key female characters like Rey from canon if it meant a new sequel trilogy more in line with Mandalorian? Let's do this backwards. Let's answer that one first. Because Tim and I answer this one all the time. You want me to put the... Oh. I'll, put, I'll put the megaphone on so they, they hear me. Oh, boy. Okay. I mean, guys, I hate it when you make him pull up the megaphone. We are not getting rid of the sequel trilogy. I know some of you hate it. But if they didn't get rid of episodes one and two... They're not getting rid of episodes 7, 8, and 9. He's doing this for the people in the back. And billions of dollars have been spent into the infrastructure for the sequel trilogy that exists in both Los Angeles and Florida. As soon as the pandemic is manageable and everyone's back, we will all be enjoying Batu, which is directly related to the sequel trilogy. Literally, they'd have to redo both rides, which the one ride is like the most innovative Disney ride in the history of Disney. So I doubt they're willing to throw that out the window. And like I said, episodes one and two still exist. Episode one might be one of the worst movies of all time, let alone a Star Wars movie. But you know what? I still watch it every time I watch through all the Star Wars stuff. Why? Because it says Star Wars on it. That's why. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Shanghai has uh, Star Wars 2. Thank you. Well, there you go. All right, back to us being in charge of everything post-Episode 9. Uh, yeah. Um, I like I like the idea of Jay, uh, of Jay, Ray, making uh, some sort of... I don't like the word Force-neutral. We're not allowed to say Grey Jedi. Some sort of more intelligent use of the Force... Academy that combines the teachings of the Jedi with a more sensible, less strict thing, and then have an actual awesome greater evil because we haven't really had that in Star Wars. It's always questionable on well, the Sith could be right because of this, and the Jedi are wrong because of this. Yeah. I am ready for a Star Wars story that has like absolute good versus evil, but I'm kind of getting that in the High Republic now. Yeah, they're, they're not so like stick up their ass Jedi yet. Right. So 
That would know, be man. my I'm, thing. I'm, I'm kind of like I feel like if you if you move forward in any way, shape, or form, you end up still tied somehow to the Skywalker saga. And that's the thing is I'm just I'm so tired of it. So I I think that's why I'm enjoying going back in time. And so like. M- I think anything after episode nine for me would end up just being in the past and doing stuff like that. I, I, I love this. I love the high Republic. I love the old Republic. I want to live there for a bit. Um, because I feel like if we go forward, anything with Ray, like if we're going to go forward, I want to go like hundreds of years, like maybe even like the Jedi have been forgotten. Like there's literally like, like Ray, Ray couldn't do it. Ray died. And, and the ways of the Jedi were forgotten. Maybe even move out of this galaxy. Go somewhere else. There's so much cool shit out there. Like, we haven't even barely scraped the surface of the chaos. Let's go just do a story out there. We know that we know we know the force exists out there, out past wherever this this galaxy that we've lived in for so long. So there's there's it, this is not really a spoiler, but there's mention of a race in Into the Dark called the Amaxines. Mm-hmm. Who were another yep, warlike? The they were a warlike culture because they come back during the rule of the New Republic. But mm-hmm. during before the rule before the High Republic, they left. Actually, before, because they were they were war, they were a warrior class, right? So they'd go around conquering other planets and civilizations. But once the Republic formed, it was too big and too strong, so they couldn't do that anymore. So they went out into the chaos and left. Yep. And then they come back during the age of the New Republic to invade. But um, we need more of that. Like the Chiss, yeah. and you, you. Well, we know that the Chiss are force sensitive. We know, we know, like their nav, like their their second and third sight is their interpretation of of force sensitivity. And so, like, there's there's other stuff out there, and the force presents itself in different ways in in other places. And and we need to go out there. I just want to leave all. I like. I feel like the Skywalker saga and like everything that revolves around it has has just been beaten to death and even and like in and, and, and that's what i appreciate so much with uh light of the jedi and into the dark is that like they only mention uh, the sith a couple times or like the dark side but it's all like this new stuff even though it's like within the timeline that we're familiar with and, the, and, and to kevin's point in a few questions ago when we were talking about like the lightsabers are familiar or like but all these starships are different but like there's a lot of familiarity so you feel connected to this world like I want it. I want a Star Wars story that is so disconnected from everything else that I learned about everything in a different way, and talking about things that I've never heard of. Like there are so like there's races and stuff that are like familiar in this, which is good because it's like this is leading up to the things that we already know. So there has to be that 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 connection there. But again, like I want if if anything, if we go into episodes ten through uh, twelve, um, I I want it to be out there past the chaos or in the chaos or past the chaos because there's got to be there's got to be old shit out there man there's got to be like 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 the zephos like that was one thing that was so cool about um jedi fallen order is that we started learning about an alien race we had never even heard of this ancient this ancient massive creature that apparently has deep connections to the force where did they come from like what how, what killed them what what destroyed their their people what were they doing I mean, you so. can you can involve so the Grisk, which are probably the Yuzongong, for all we know, they're out there. Uh, the Rakata, who are from uh, Old Republic, they're the pre- Rakata were like the precursor race. Um, so 
just because the Zepho exists doesn't mean the Ricotta don't, which was a conversation we had when I was playing Fallen Order with, with chat. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, this retcons the Ricotta. I'm like, why? <laughs> just because mm -hmm. one race exists doesn't mean another one doesn't. Sure. Uh, also, the gri the the Grisk, not the Grisk, the Zepho are the origins of the Force users, not civilization itself. The Ricotta are like the first sentient beings in the galaxy, and that's the big thing mm. with them. So, um, I I want to explore more. I have a feeling, just like they're doing with High Republic books, comics, things like that, will be the um, the big way we go out there and see things. I don't think sure. you'll see anything on the screen soon, but with the way that they want to pump out content for Disney+, Plus, you may start seeing them take chances on animated stuff. Yeah. And we read a few weeks ago that Disney was in talks to do rated like MR stuff on Hulu for Star Wars. So, you know, that could be Chiss, Grisk, you know, level stuff because that would be better suited. You'd do better in a more mature environment introducing stories like for those races. Um, so, uh, Heck, even the Nihil are pretty dark. I freaking love that. Um, like the Ni the Nihil and like the that Mad Maxi kind of vibe. I feel like that fits into more of like a mature setting. And they're like snorting um, space crack before yeah, they go dude, into doing, battle. Yeah, they're doing fucking like space crystal meth before they go out and ride the way or ride the storm. So the it's like that. Yeah, like that was <laughs> that was like that, that. Yeah, that was some pretty heavy like mature stuff. Um, so like I I would love to see that in that kind of like setting as like in a like a an M. Even the for, way for that. even the way Martian cut off uh what's his name's hand? Cut uh, his hand off, yeah. Uh, uh, but just the description in that scene of the way it was just sitting there on the floor and I don't know. I feel like I know I said the last time we talked about this that I wouldn't like rated R and they won't do it because of kids, but if they stick to these darker outer rim like out there stories, chaos stories, mm -hmm. I think it could work. Um, and just, you know, you make it the appeal that it's not, kids aren't going to watch this, you know, kids don't really care about the chess empire and, and, and Thrawn, you know? So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, there you go. Um, uh, we talked about that. Anonymous said, are you excited for Obi-Wan's spinoff? What do you think it will cover? Um, we've talked about this before. And the Q &A more that I think, Q &A like, and, and so, sorry? It's Q&A night, though, too. Oh, no, 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 no. So, I, so what I was going to say is that we've talked about this before, and I feel like when it was originally, even the, the thought of an Obi-Wan show, I was like, oh, that's going to be boring. There's no way. What are they going to do? Just show this hermit just sitting in the sand for, you know, for 10 years? Like, every episode is just going to be him sitting on a hill looking at Luke playing soccer. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, like, that was, like, my original thought. And the more that I've thought about Obi-Wan as a character during this time, he's not, like, he could most definitely have adventures, not just on Tatooine, but he could he could go out, out on his own to do things that would he believe to make sure to keep Luke safe, mm -hmm. whatever it is. He, he could know of, of threats that are, you know, somewhere in the Outer Rim, uh, you know, people saying whispers of, you know, this this person or the Empire is looking for, for him doing these things. So there's a lot of opportunity to have really a really cool story for Obi-Wan to help close the gap. And that's the biggest thing is like what 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 could happen 
in that 20 year gap between episode three and episode four that could be fun to tell with Obi-Wan. Obi, I mean, there's, there's gotta be stuff because Obi-Wan was learning how to become, you know, more than just a, a, a Jedi master. He was learning how to, uh, continue to live in the cosmic force. And so like, even that could be really, really fun. Um, if they, especially if they bring in like Liam Neeson back, you know, to be Qui-Gon, um, within this. So like, there's a, there's a really cool opportunity to, to expand upon Ben, um, like Ben Kenobi and Obi-Wan. Cause I mean, essentially they're, they're two different people. When you really think about it, Ben Kenobi is the old hermit that lived past the, the Dune Sea and, and, and Obi-Wan is the, the Jedi master and the general. So, um, it'd be cool to see like, if, if anything, the transformation and the struggles that he, that he goes through is like, he goes from being this revered Jedi general and master to this, this forgotten about hermit in the sand. So, um, even just to see like that, just kind of weigh in on him. Cause they've also like talked about how Ben aged faster on Tatooine from wherever he's from and his biological makeup doesn't match well with how Tatooine works because of the gravity or whatever it is. However, they, they're going to explain it. Why Ben looks so old in episode four compared to how he was in episode three. Um, so I'm sure they're going to play around with that a little bit too. Well, we know we're getting another lightsaber fight between obi-wan and anakin yeah and so knowing yeah and again knowing that like those types of events are going to happen the more they've started to explain like their thoughts and ideas like how they want to do this this mini series um it gives me hope and it also makes it also gives me hope for how book of boba is going to play out too mm. um so yeah I'm, I'm excited for it i i was definitely a naysayer at first because i i just wasn't thinking outside of the box when it came to what what could ben do and so that knowing that they are planning a match, a meetup again for Obi-Wan and, and Vader. It's interesting. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, I, they're going to have to tiptoe around this one really, really well because it doesn't make sense when you think about it going from episode three into four when Ben and Vader meet up again. That dialogue was made 40 years ago. And so, like, it, 40 years ago, right? Mm hmm. About. Mm -hmm. So like, and so there was no thought of like, what if they actually met up before this, this part? Um, so like, I wonder how they're going to, to craft that narrative so that it still works within the confines of episode four, because like, if you, if you, all, you know, if you go in blind and you've only in, and you watch episode four for the first time, you know, that these two know each other and, and, and the things that Vader says to, to Ben, it's just like last time, last time I was the, the apprentice and you were the, now I'm the master. Like that, that whole line, you're like, oh wow. Okay. So Ben, Ben must've taught Vader or they, they knew each other or, or something along those lines. And even Ben telling Anakin about, or Luke about Anakin, like that all kind of leads up to you knowing that they have a relationship, but they haven't seen each other in a long time. So I wonder how that, I wonder how that's going to work. And then, and then you, you start to think, it's like, oh, the last time that they saw each other is when Ben cut his legs off. So, Is there anything conflicting with the idea that Ahsoka shows up? <laughs> Ahsoka shows up with... No, in the series, not for that fight. Oh, no, that, we would, oh, that, would, that could definitely work out. 100%. I have a feeling I don't, she I don't will. Know if, I don't know if it will... Uh, but I mean, like if they're, I feel like they're going to want to get their money's worth out of Rosario Dawson. So potentially it, it, it would not, it would not be out of the, the realm of, of possibilities. Be, it, it just comes down to what was she doing? 
where where was she in that time period and what was she up to which we don't so I the don't, only thing he says we is, really know it's ambiguous tim he says i've been waiting for you obi-wan we meet at la again at last the circle is now complete when i left you i was but the learner now i am the master there you go hmm this is vague it's vague it it is it is vague I don't think It'll any be of us are going to hate again, it if it happens. No, I don't think anyone's going to hate it. It's just going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they craft that because it does have to have it has to have this continuous flow. It can't be like this one like like hard like it they have to explain it in a way to where that that line in episode 4 still makes sense. Yeah. Because that line makes sense in ep if you watch episode 3 and go into episode 4. It still makes sense because the last time he was still Obi-Wan's master. Obi-Wan was still Anakin's master. He was still the apprentice. He did not go through the trials. He was not he was not a uh, he was not a master. I don't think they can throw too many known characters into Kenobi. Ahsoka's like the only known one that I think besides Darth Vader that I think they could throw in there. That's the oh, so that yeah, that's the only time that it would work cuz there's no there's no one else. I mean everyone's like Cal mm -hmm. Kestis will show up and I'm, why would he? There's literally no reason. Um unless he shows up in the second game, and then we have a link to why he would go see Obi-Wan in the show. I still, I still believe and, and really, really hope that Cal Cass's story will not transcend the video game world. I think he does really, really well. As a video game character, it's another medium to tell a different Star Wars story. And I don't. I still think that his character is, is niche, and it's not going to be as like... <gasps> as an ahsoka or as a thrawn like i mean even even if even if like it's not even an ezra like if ezra showed up i wouldn't be as surprised as if a calcast is like why the hell is he here because it just it doesn't i i just don't think it has the same level of connection for star wars fans like the only way you know of calcast is, is if you like play the video game but like everyone is like it i feel like everyone has seen rebels and they've seen clone wars i mean to that point every star wars fan could have gone and played jedi fallen order i don't think that's i don't think that's the case that that um, is why i could see cal showing up is a reason to go play the video game if you're watching the show and don't know and they'll cross it over or vice versa i just don't think he can be a core character it wouldn't be a core it'd be a cameo it'd be the, like cobb vance I, I guess, yeah, but I mean, like Cobb, Cobb Vance was a, like a really good way to introduce. They they used him as the the forerunner to Boba Fett, and it was like a really like it was a really good transitional piece. Yeah, you know, because like Cobb Vance had his armor, and that was already set up in aftermath years before they even thought about bringing Boba Fett back into the fray. Seeing Cal um, before his own story is complete feels like a mistake. Not if the next game takes place after the Obi-Wan show. I don't... I don't think I it just, will. I'm I just, don't think it will. I'm playing devil's advocate right now. I'm just sure. throwing out Yeah, theories. 100%. I just, like, I, I, I just... I guess for me, personally, I, want, I really like just... I love seeing him contained within the video game medium. Yes. I, I don't I don't think like yes, the the guy who is is the actor who does Cal, he can act on screen, he can act in the movie or in the video game. It's it like he 
I don't think he would have any issues bringing that character to life on screen at all in the slightest. I just don't think it's going to have that same level of connection with anything that you would get out like like you would with an Ahsoka or a Thrawn or an Ezra or a Bo-Katan or like any of those characters because you've like we've only seen we've only seen how how long was was Fallen Order eight hours 12 hours maybe it wasn't a long it wasn't a long game it was a great story but it wasn't a long game and so it's like, like I'm like something. as much as as much as I love his character I was not I'm not as emotionally attached to him as I am a rebel or a Clone Wars character so, but I still, I still very much so enjoyed playing the game and I, and I can't wait to see the trilogy when it's all done. Um, but I think it's going to like, I, I would hope that they are going to use the video game to explain, like they continue expanding upon the Zepho and, and figuring more about that stuff. I think it's going to be like the same way that like a Dr. Afra, like I don't, I really don't know if we're ever going to get a Dr. Afra show, but I love her character and I love the book and I, and I'm excited to get into the comics. Like I like, I like having characters and stories that only stay within a certain medium because it, it allows you to explore and try and do different things uh tamir morrison is in obi-wan so that either means clones or rex i agree with that he could meet up with rex um clones is probably more likely i think he'll see cody cody hunting him I think some. I think I think somehow like that Isn't would make sense. Isn't there canon information for Cody hunting him? And but we don't know how Cody died, right? We don't know how Cody died. Correct. But there is. Isn't there canon stuff in the comics where Cody's hunting Obi Wan? I don't remember. I can. I can. Look it up. Tell, you don't have to look it up. Chad will tell us in literally True. two seconds. Um, but I. I would like Cody would make sense because I mean, like they were just so. I mean, they were bonded. You know, just like Rex and and Anakin were. So it'll be it, it'll be interesting to see, but. Yeah. I could, I could, like that, that whole, the whole Cal Kestis thing. Like people are constantly like, mentioning him, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why people want him in other things so badly. I think I just, it's the continuity. Don't, don't it's the continuity of a of a universe, and when you look at uh, post Revenge of the Sith or post Order sixty six, there's not a lot of Jedi left. So the idea that they find each other and interact with each other is exciting from a storytelling perspective. I get it. I understand it. But I also think Cal, the only way you could fit Cal into the Obi-Wan story is if the next chapter of Cal's story that will be told in the game is after Obi-Wan, like he's older. I don't see why he would need to go to Obi-Wan anyways. Like I, Who says I he understand. goes to Obi-Wan? And what if Obi-Wan goes to him? What if there's some sort of distress call? You know, there could be a thousand things that could bring them together. So. I'm going to leave it at, I don't like it. All right. Uh, Andrew asks, do you think Mando season three gets delayed with the firing of Gina Carano, assuming she was written in the script? No, 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 no. they have a year to film that shit. And COVID, yeah, that, COVID, uh, COVID filming last year was 10 times harder than COVID filming this year. All the protocols are in place now. Every, every major production company is pretty much back in full swing. Actors are flying again. Like it's, uh, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Nope. I also don't think she had a huge role in season three because I think season three is about Mandalorian society, not the characters. It's going before. to be, I, I, it is going to be really, really heavy on Bo and Mando, the dark saber and whatever the hell is going on on Mandalore. Yep. And that's it. We're going to find out is... if it's actually a dead planet that the empire glassed or if they were lying and you know, the cult believed it 
or if there was some rhetoric behind staying away from Mandalore, and that's why the the way, the Children of the Way, you know, stayed. Who knows? We're, I think we're going to learn all about that, but I think it's going to start out with the awkward realization that Mando is is now he is Mandalore, uh, whether he likes it or not, and that's going to be the drama with Bo-Katan and and all that stuff. So, should be good. Speaking of which, Brian said, now that Baby Yoda's name has been announced, do you think people will keep the interest or lose interest in Mando? No, because the thing everyone talked about by the time the season was over, it was like, we know his name is Grogu. Ahsoka showed up. And then it was like, oh my God, it's Luke Skywalker. Like, they completely shifted everything away from Grogu that season. He was a side piece. He didn't really matter except for the the journey to... You know, I've been quested to to bring the child to his people. That was it. He was just there yeah. for comic relief and, you know, some some a few points in the story. But the story is clearly about Din Djarin, not about Grogu. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. Um, if anything, it wraps up a plot line that we all needed closure on. Um, and now we know he's safe with Luke for at least 16 years, so... That'll be the only thing we worry about. <laughs> He'll be back. There, there's no way that he's not going to come back. He moves merch more than any other, I think, Star Wars character right now. So there's no way they're getting rid of him. I think they just need to. They, they there's a story that they want to tell, and I think season three is going to be dark, and it's going to be it's going to be something that you you wouldn't want to associate with Grogu. I think because like that the whole thing with Grogu and and Din is that fa it's that father son relationship. Um. And that's like, that's just, that, that is some, that, that relationship, I don't think can live within the, the bigger story that they need, that they want to tell when it comes, like, for some reason, the Mandalorian way, the people, the, the culture, people gravitate towards that. They love it. The Star Wars fans absolutely adore it. Um, but at the same time, I don't think you can have that, like, father-son relationship storytelling and, like, the comedic relief when you want to get into something so dark and deep and, and it's going to be a lot harder to tell when you've got this little guy just puking up uh green cookies and stuff so it's time for the patreon question tim sick go on oh, i thought you're gonna do your little bit about patreon before i went on hey guys it's part of the star wars and scotch podcast is brought to you by patreon patreon.com forward slash rare drop if you'd like to support any of the crazy out of this world wacky productions that we are doing here at rare drop like a uh, hatuful boyfriend Hatu and other boyfriend. things <laughs> then you should your or, or kevin of the month uh or even some poems from professor broman you should head on over to patreon.com forward slash rare drop check it out it's five dollars a month uh, we do a lot of exclusive content but the big the big part of it is a lot of you guys have been asking on how can we support rare drop how can we get uh involved and um that that right there is a wonderful way to do it it helps keep the lights on it helps employ uh, the wonderful people that make these shows run and uh, it allows us to continue to to grow and uh, and take on new new ventures and do really cool stuff for you guys. So uh, if you'd like to learn more about it and maybe even uh, support us and become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash airdrop. Should I show them one of the pictures from the Kevin of the Month Club? Yeah, you should do it. Give them a little teaser. That's it. You can see the whole album from the Valentine's Day shoot. If you're a patron, I think it's five dollars and up. I'm not sure. It's five dollars and up. We got a bunch of different tiers. Um, but there's me asking yeah, you to pour the, some sugar on me. 
the con the content is there as a thank you for for uh, supporting us, but uh, uh, know that 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 any of the content that we produce will always end up on YouTube or in other mediums for free. Uh, we just we let the patrons see it first. They're like nudes. <laughs> I can't take them anywhere. <laughs> Uh, Steamboat asks, have you guys ever broken down the Obi-Wan only Sith deal in absolutes comment? No, we haven't. I'd love to hear your input on that one. Thank you, Steamboat, and thank you for being a patron. Uh, I don't think we ever have discussed the, I might not have thought this all the way through before saying this, only Sith deals in absolutes. Only a Sith deals in absolute, yeah. What is your feeling? I feel like the... The age-old rhetoric of the Jedi, that's believable, but by the point that we've gotten with the Jedi, it's not. But also, it's Obi-Wan saying it. And if anyone's flexible after dealing with Anakin, it's Obi-Wan. So there's a lot of complexity to that statement that cannot just be said Jedi or Sith, you know, one so, way or another. Okay, so here's the thing is, what is the what is the definition that of absolute that they're using here? You know, so is like, are we talking about a a binary absolute where it is either yes or no? Are we talking about absolute in the, the sense of its perfection and that it is free of imperfection? It is the noun um, uh, that something exists without being dependent on anything else. So we are saying, okay. So I actually, I'm, I'm, I literally am pulling up the definition of absolute to try to figure out as to. When they say only a Sith deals in absolute, like in in what context are we speaking? Um, and so, like in the star in the Star Wars sense, I feel like it's either like yes or no. In a, that sense, a value or principle which is regarded as universally valid, or which may be viewed without relation to other things. That I think is where we're going with that. That's fair. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really put I've never really put a lot of thought into how like how the Sith like how like how that's dealt with in the Sith like ideology. Um, I mean the Sith the Sith believe what's your take in, on it, in Kevin? the Sith believe in power above all else. Uh, if right. you are not powerful enough, you will not survive. If the master can be killed by the apprentice, then that was that was it. The philosophy was fulfilled uh, and the master deserved to die. Um so in my opinion, the Sith are very one-dimensional when it comes to that. Now, can you judge an entire group of people over millennia on the one line in principle? Absolutely not. Mm. Uh, but the way he is talking to Obi-Wan at that point, Obi-Wan is using, in my opinion, Jedi rhetoric that Anakin probably already knows from his teachings on the dark side and the Sith. And he's almost using it as a tool to hook him back and be like, you've gone this far, you know, only a Sith would say something like that is kind of right. the vibe that I get from that comment. And it's definitely emotionally charged at that point because he's already choked Padme, uh, you know, and now he has to, he has to take off his cloak and do his business with the, the person he called his brother for how, however many years. So, yeah, it's essentially saying to him, like, only a Sith would say something like that. So I get, I guess you've become a Sith almost as one last thing. Like, have you really gone this far? That's I guess. 
Yeah, no, it's it it is. Now, now I'm gonna have to go back and and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna see if other people have have broken that down and looked into it because like that is that is a very interesting question and now now I and myself am intrigued. MD Bat says it was in response to either with me or you're my enemy. Obi Wan pulls out his lightsaber right after that. I don't think the line was supposed to mean anything other than that. You've gone too far. If you want to, fight, yeah. Let's so get and it the, yeah, in that sense, that's what you said. Like that's why I was like, it's like a binary sense of like you either do this or you're that. There's nothing in between. You don't allow for any type of of resolution or any type of way for us to have a dialogue and talk it out. It's either you stand here beside me and you're with me wholeheartedly, or you're against me and you are my enemy. Right. Which um, is which is the Sith. Wait, Leo, uh, Lego just said it. The the Jedi deal in peace and negotiation in their minds. Keep that in mind because at this point they're in the middle. And of And that's the whole thing is also Jedi. Jedi are also absolute. That if you are not, if you are not good, and if you are not of the light, then you must be of the dark. There is no, there is no other way. But they'll still, ne- so they'll still it, negotiate with you. I think that's they'll the, negotiate the with you to a certain degree. Right, like, but Sith like, don't j- negotiate. Someone just said in chat, Sith will not negotiate. Sure. The lightsaber I, that, comes that, out. That I agree. That I agree with. Or you get choked. So that's what Obi Wan's referring to. Like there, there's, right. there's no more talking left. That's like, what I'm saying. It's either this or that. That's that's all you get. Yeah. So yep. I have a feeling so I was right. I it may not be written this way, but the way I would frame it too is it's 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 something from a textbook or something that Anakin would know. You know that the Sith deal in in absolutes in this situation um but that's the difference is the jedi there's always i get what you're saying peaceful resolution but you have to meet me where i am is the jedi way versus the sith going no i'm not going to do that i'm going to put a lightsaber through your head uh, your heart and that's the end of it we'll we'll settle it my way so there there is actually a couple of articles that just that that are a couple pages long that actually just analyze this. Oh, this people part. have written papers on it. It's yeah. It's, I'm 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 reading one right now. I'm just like it's a loaded. Oh, they start state. breaking. They break out the Jedi code and they're talking. Like it's it's deep. So um, yeah, th- thank you thank you for that question, Steamboat. Because now I'm very intrigued. I mean, the Jedi code versus the Sith code is they they're mirrors of each other. Jedi code is there is no emotion. There is pe- I used to know these by heart. I don't anymore. There is peace. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no passion. Right. There is no serenity. There is no chaos. There is harmony. There is no death. There is a force. The Sith code is peace is a lie. There is only a passion. It's actually a direct response now that I'm reading it. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall free me. It also ties into too what we're learning about in the High Republic is that every Force user views the Force differently. So fundamentally, the Sith and the Jedi view the Force two vastly different ways. The Jedi serve it, and the Sith use it. Yeah, they wield it. Right. That's how. Yes. That's how that works. So. Right. Whew, that was fun. I love those discussions. It was good. I want to be drunker on a campfire when I'm having that talk, though. Or in a hot tub. But giant base. You gotta think about it because then the Sith are like outcasts from that. Like, come on. That doesn't sound like you're drunk anymore. It sounds like you found Ben's sparkle spinach. Maybe I did in this scenario. <laughs> I don't drink as much anymore. So. Um. True. Uh, what would your Sith name be? Hold on, let me find a Facebook quiz that'll tell me. 
Darth Darth Keck. Mine's we dark. found out we learned we learned that Keck is the Egyptian word for darkness. Fine, mine's Darth Kappa. Yeah, I'm Darth Keck. Darth Keck and Darth Kappa. Well, I'm not Darth Keck W. I'm just Darth Keck. No, you're Darth Keck W now. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Can't wait for someone to draw that one. Tim is Darth. <laughs> Actually, we already have a drawing of Tim as Darth Keck W. What? The one of you and me. That that is the. Yeah, but that's, I'm not laughing, Kevin. I look pretty ticked off at you. In your head, dear Keck W. Mm. <laughs> it's no kicked up you Kevin how would you guys like to see a new movie about the force and its origins so supposedly Benioff and Weiss who made Game of Thrones were working on that and then you know Game of Thrones happened and Disney was like yeah we're gonna ask you to not work on this movie um I don't know I think we need to know more about the Zepho and see if they're at Ricotta or still canon I feel like that's an after Old Republic information and maybe not a whole fleshed out old republic but i don't know i feel like we have too many stories to tell in the two eras we're in right now and yeah i don't we yeah should focus on that yep. dark keck w is tim in a dark helmet costume nice <laughs> can you be dark helmet one year for halloween no i'm gonna be i'm gonna be din jaren i'm gonna be the mando for there'll be halloween. there'll be more than one halloween tim all right. Okay. Well, when I get my 3D printer, I'll just 3D print a dark uh, helmet man helmet. And of course, I always have coffee when I look at radar. <laughs> God, Asbury. Love that damn movie. <laughs> They're jamming us. Are they still making the second one? Was I thought that was be... a joke. I thought that was a joke. No, they were actually at one point there was a script for Spaceballs Two: The Search for More Money. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a joke. No, that came straight from Mel Brooks's mouth, but he's a little oh, old he's now. He's old. Yeah, he's old. Um, I saw a thing the other day that said Blazing Saddles will be shown on network television. It will start at 9 p.m. and end at 9.07. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of it. Oh. Um, Tim, would you be down for a Star Wars shooter done by Respawn? Star Wars shooter done by Respawn. Um, I don't know. I I I don't know. I mean, like I love I love the I love the guys over at Respawn, um, the Titanfall devs, and the guys are a lot of the guys on Titanfall are now working on Apex. Um, can they do it? Yeah, should they do it? Probably not. Um, last question. We have a ton more questions. You guys asked a ton. Thank you so much. Um, do this every week. They do. They ask a lot of questions every week. I'm just making sure. Ask your questions. Don't but tweet it, them at me how, on a Wednesday. Don't tweet me on Wednesday. Yeah, don't with tweet it at Tim. Just use the link. I'm not going to answer you. If you guys tweet me, if you tweet at me Star Wars questions, I don't answer them. It's marketing. He wants you to come ask them here. Um, exactly. So if we didn't get your question today, feel free to ask it next week. Uh, we'll probably be theory crafting or going over a topic next week when I have a little bit more time to plan. Uh, what we're gonna do, but um, Q and A was fun. We'll probably we'll probably do it again in a few months. Um, this one says uh, I saw a theory saying that the Sith were once users of both sides, and the Jedi split off of them uh, to study only the light side. Anything in lore support this? So the only bit of lore we have of the originations of Force users is from Jedi Fallen Order right now, which is yeah. the history of the Zepho. So if you've never played it, you should because they do a really good job of explaining what happened 
um, with the Zepho where basically there was light, dark, and balance. Um, and that was what the Zepho were comprised of. And they were an ancient, the first to use the Force, Tim, if I'm not mistaken. It's we don't, been a hot we minute, think. Kevin, and there was, there was parts where I was just like, what? We think they were the first to use the Force. Um, so if you go into Legends, which I believe is what you're referring to, I believe there were Force users that called themselves Jedi that were not necessarily, and again, I could be completely wrong, but this is how I remember it, that were not necessarily light side users, they were Force users, and then there was a split and a schism between light and dark that created the Sith and the Jedi. I think that's what happened, so, but I could be wrong. Yeah, there's there's not even like a lot on like there's just there's there's not there was not enough talk like they didn't talk enough about the Zepho to for us to understand their backstory. Like if you go to Wikipedia and you look at the history of the Zepho, um, it like there's a part where it says corruption demise. So so though the Zepho originated as a peaceful culture, over time they became more and more corrupt, eventually falling to the dark side of the Force. Uh, reigning in the time after Sages, Sages Ailrum and Mictral, Cujet ordered the destruction of the Astriums, the species used in their religious practices while promising their followers power and control over the life wind. But he uh, proved to be the treacherous and cruel with his reign, making the decline of Zepho culture. So, yeah, that's, so that's the whole thing is like they were, they, they succumbed to the dark side and... And that was the fall of their race. Yeah, the Jedi. As much as we know right now. Jedi, J-E-D, apostrophe A-I, was the the non- Right. The Legends version of the Ancient Force users. Which yeah. could be the Zepho for all we know. We have no idea. Um, One more question, because this is a really good question. How are Darth names chosen? I was curious about this a few years ago, so I looked it up, and it brought me right to the article that I found that answered it. Um, so the reason that you got a Darth name was so you could forget your former life and you could become this new entity, uh, of, of the dark side. Um, and the name was based on your character. So for instance, Darth Vader is based on invader. Darth Sidious is based on insidious. Darth Tyrannus is based on the word tyrant. Darth Plagueis is plague. So there's a correlation to who you are and how you use the force and the things you do to your Darth name and what got you to the dark side. Um, so that's, that's how Darth names are, are kind of chosen and used. That's cool. So wait, so, but what did Vader invade? The Jedi? You just, the okay. Republic? I mean, did he really invade though? I mean, he marched into the temple and killed a bunch of kids. Well, that, but that was after he got his name though. Yeah. He was in the process of invading. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I'm not George Lucas. Go ask him. I'm just working uh, on no, what I got. Ac well, me. actually, the original. Well, but doesn't Vader in Dutch mean like father? Yes, dark father is what Darth Vader it means. means dark, in Dutch. dark. Yeah, dark Vader mean Darth Vader means dark father. So I feel like that's why that name was picked. Oh, I'm sure. It was, dude, you got to remember, 40 years ago, they didn't. They weren't thinking of I know, anything just, we're talking about I'm right just now. Just say when you say go ask George Lucas, I'm like that's probably why. Yeah. No, it means Darth Father and or Dark Father in German, but yeah, I mean, they're just now. It's fun because you get to like have this centerpiece, and then it's like let's make up stuff that that links to the thing, so we can. It's it's lore. Nope, this is it. This is canon it. now, boys. That's yep. it. Yep. Yep. Chat, thank you so much for joining us for episode thirty-five of Star Wars and Scotch. We think you're fantastic, and we think you're awesome. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, Tim. You don't or. No, they're cool. Yeah, you sure. I mean, I don't want to gas them up, dude. Yeah. I want to. I mean, like, they got to keep them grounded. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah. No, they're cool. All right. Well, chat, again, we appreciate you. We appreciate your time. Make sure you head over to kingscoastcoffee.com and pick up some of the most delicious coffee you ever get. You can check out the new Rare Drop store on High Score Tees. Raredrop.co slash store will take you over to High Score Tees. Also, if you're a content creator uh, and you're looking at uh, opening a store, uh, you should check out the requirements because maybe you fulfill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patreon.com slash Rarejob. You can check out Tim tomorrow morning, fb.gg slash darkness429 on Facebook. Be He'll be uh, getting legged and uh, escaping from... If people don't, if people don't just say he's going to get legged, like, that's weird. Every day. So people day. don't. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry to those that don't. For some that. reason, I'm, it reminds I'm physically okay. It I reminds promise. me of cousin Eddie when he's like, he's got a little bit of the Mississippi leg hound in him. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for uh, supporting everything we do. I'm Kevin, and you can go over to rarejob.co and anything you click there will make me smile. Uh, you all have a great evening. We're gonna go raid uh, Glam, who's uh, playing some uh, some of the uh, that there Valheim there. So you have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. May the force be with you. Kevin, you forgot it. May the force be with you. And may the force be with you. Always. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.